You're listening to the Holistic Spaces podcast with Angie Cho, episode number nine, Feng Shui and the Winter Solstice. Welcome to the Holistic Spaces podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Together, they have over three decades of experience designing harmonious living spaces. Laura and Angie have guided thousands of people to shift their energy and revitalize their lives. Mindful Design School offers feng shui courses and certifications. Check us out at mindfuldesignschool.com. If you've been listening to us for a while or you're a newbie, welcome. And we hope you enjoy this earlier episode. So I hope everyone had a great holiday, some great time to rest and catch up with family. And since the winter solstice was just last week, I wanted to make this episode all about feng shui and the season of winter. The winter solstice usually falls between December 21st and 23rd of every year in the Northern Hemisphere. It is the shortest day of the year. So that means that we have the shortest amount of daylight on this day. For instance, this year we had about nine and a half hours of daylight, whereas on the summer solstice, which is the longest day of the year, we get up to 16 hours in the Northern Hemisphere. So because of the cold temperatures and the darkness, winter is uh, is considered a yin season in the feng shui world. Yin is from the concept of yin and yang. Yin is more related to darkness where yang is related to brightness. And yin is more about intuition and the feminine and the moon, a more internal focus, a more slowing down. Therefore, in winter, we start to move inwardly, physically, as well as emotionally. Winter is also related to water, still water specifically, and it's much more passive. Traditionally, in agrarian societies, this time of winter is about planning. So you reviewed how your crops grew, how they flourished, you reviewed your harvest, and then you would plan what you would do in the upcoming spring, what you would plant, how much you would plant of it, what you need, what changes you'd like to make, what worked, what didn't work. But there wasn't a lot of active things that were happening, a lot of activities, outward activities. It was more internal planning. In winter, It looks like everything is maybe dead on the surface. There's not a lot going on, but below all that snow and ice, there's, there's still life, even if it's dormant. There's a lot happening underneath. Similarly, the water element and winter, um, you know, in the water element, if you can imagine the middle of a vast ocean and it's very still there. And even though it looks like there's not that much happening on the surface underneath, there's so much life and we can't even see that. So that's how winter and water are related. So what does this have to do with feng shui? Well, first of all, feng shui is, looks to the cycles of nature. It's look, it's a study of nature. So we can get connected with and get back in tune with nature. And that's what feng shui aims to do because humanity is not separate. 
we are a part of nature. And I truly believe that disharmony and confusion comes when we lose this connection, when we feel like we're separate and we're not affecting nature and it doesn't affect us. And part of the intention with feng shui is to get back in touch and back in line with the cycles of nature. When we honor and connect with nature, we truly do feel happier and even more inspired. So even there's an area of the feng shui map that's related to winter and water. It's called, on my Bagua map, it's called Path in Life, and it's related to the color black. It's a darkness. It's related to water. It's related to your career and winter. And in Chinese, it's called Khan. So I wanted to share with you some ways to welcome the winter into your lifestyle to create a holistic space inside and on the outside. First, it's important to realize that it's really a time to slow down. Again, not a lot appears to be happening on the surface on the outside, but there's a lot going on underneath. So take a clue from nature. The trees and the animals and the plants are hibernating. They're taking a sleep. They're resting. It's a time for rest. So it's totally okay for you to rest and hibernate too. Take things a little slower. And I know sometimes people get a little worried when things slow down, but you can't be go, 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 go all the time. Sometimes it's a time for rest and this is similar. So it's just a season of rest and slowing things down. And now that we've established that this is a time for slowing down, it's also a time for planning like the farmers I mentioned before. This isn't about making a list of New Year's resolutions necessarily, but rather Maybe it's time to plan how you want to feel in the next few months. Take some time and think about it. Don't just let things happen to you. Maybe you can reflect on how things have gone in your life in the past few months or the past few years or the last year. And what do you want to change? What do you want to keep? What worked? What didn't work? And instead of actually think of active things, let's think about how we want to feel in the next few months, in the next few years and over this year and write it down. And you can even make a little physical reminder. In my life, 2015 was a little challenging and I did a lot of internal work. I went to a lot of retreats, worked on myself a lot, yet I still didn't feel very inspired. And I really want to manifest inspiration. So my word for next year is inspiration. I want to be inspired and I want to inspire others. And recently I received a little catalog from the Rubin Museum, and that's a Tibetan art museum here in New York City. And in the catalog, they had a little at-home DIY activity to create your own personal shrine. And... I'll just read you a little bit from this, um, this little catalog. It says, peek inside and you can be instantly transported to your favorite place or time. Or from, in my case, I want um, my personal shrine is there to inspire me. And you can get inspired every time you look at this little personal shrine. And you can create your own using a photo and materials with personal meeting to create your own portable shrine. And all you need is a photograph of an important person or your family or your or a special place or something that you love that creates that feeling that you want to um, invoke. And an empty mint tin, matchbox or jewelry box. Like I used an empty, empty mint tin. 
I found it in my drawer and it was holding paper clips. So I took out the paper clips and I washed it. And actually, I was really pleasantly surprised to find that it had this beautiful quote from Louise Hay. Every thought we think is creating our future. I mean, how how perfect is that? So that is part of my inspiration and also decorative paper. So I found some origami paper that was silver that's mirror-like. So I also like the quality of um, the mirror has this water quality of winter and planning that I talked about, but it also is reflecting my image back and or taking in my image. Um, Different collage materials, they suggest leaves, dried flowers, Well, in feng shui, we don't like dried flowers, so don't do that. Leaves or coins or shells or feathers or anything like beautiful, like confetti. I found little um, pieces of celestite, which is a naturally occurring crystal stone. And it's beautiful pale blue. And it's also connected with angels and bringing in divine energy and stimulates spiritual development. And it's very calming. It's something that I usually have next to my bed to help bring more rest to my sleep time. But I also love the connection with angels because my name is Angela and I'm, it means heavenly messenger. And I think that angels can bring inspiration to others, which I want to do. I want to bring inspiration to others and be inspired myself. So I really love that. And other collage materials that I collected were one, I got this gold ribbon, satiny ribbon. So it has this beautiful sheen to it. And gold has this very rich, deep, illuminating quality to it with depth. And it has a lot to it. It has a lot of weight to it. So I have that. And then I also made a paper origami crane. And if you're not familiar, in Japan, there's a legend that if anyone can fold a thousand origami cranes, they will receive a wish that will be granted. So I only folded one. I didn't fold a thousand. Not yet. But I think this is... A beautiful metaphor for just taking the first steps and it's a great reminder so I can continue on my unfolding my thousand cranes and then I also gathered some cinnabar rice from one of my teachers so in feng shui in btb feng shui we use rice with cinnabar and liquor and that's been chanted and blessed with and we use that for blessings for homes and for special events. And I collect the excess rice from special events. And then that's very auspicious. It's very lucky and holds a lot of positive energy. So I have this envelope, this red envelope with a beautiful peony on it, which I also love. And it's very um, honorable flower. And it holds this special, specially blessed feng shui ritual object which is the cinnabar rice so I'm gonna I have that included in my little shrine box so I really I really loved all these things and just even talking about it makes me smile so then you cut out what you want to cut out and you glue all the things that you've collected inside your little box and you can carry this with you as your own portable shrine or if we want to bring feng shui into this 
you can place it in a specific area of your home. And what I've done and what I suggest in relationship to the new year, let's place it in the new beginnings area of our home. So if you look at the Feng Shui Bagua map on my website, it would be the green area, which is the the center left side of your home. And putting it there would be this is is a great reminder that you want to create this new beginning for yourself to be inspired and whatever your word is if it's inspired or if you want to feel loved or if you want to feel heard or if you want to support people or if you want to be happy I mean whatever the whatever the word is and I'd love to hear what your word is you can place it in the new beginnings area of your home to really support that intention for the year. I'm going to actually write a blog post about this. So you can look at my blog at holisticspaces.com slash blog. And you can see the materials I use to make my personal shrine. And you can see the uh, what I ended up creating. And I would love for you to share with me anything that you've created as well and remember place it in the new beginnings area of your home as a reminder that you want to bring this new inspiration into your life thank you so much for listening to this earlier episode of the holistic spaces podcast now you can tune in every monday for a new podcast episode if you like our podcast and this episode please share the podcast with others Subscribe and even better, leave a review. If you'd like to explore the world of holistic spaces and feng shui on an even deeper level, please visit our website, online store, and blog for more information about feng shui and holistic living. You can visit holisticspaces.com. Support the podcast by checking out our certification and mini courses at mindfuldesignschool.com. Thank you so much for listening. See you next week.